If you got your Bibles this morning, uh, I want you to open up to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. And today, I want to share with you a message simply entitled, Honor Your Mother. Honor Your Mother. Ephesians 6, 1 through 3 says this today. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and your mother, for this is the first commandment with a promise. For if you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. Amen? Look at that first point on your outline this morning. The word honor literally means to hold in high esteem. It means to place great value upon. I love Ephesians 6. Look at that next little phrase there. Obedience is the right thing to do. Listen to verse 1. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Obedience is the right thing to do, but God commands. Think about that. God commands us to honor our mothers. Honor in the family is not earned. It is given by God. Now, we live in a culture where we earn honor, right? People earn your respect, and they earn to be valued, and they earn to be placed in a place of awe. But in the family, think about this. In the family, honor is not earned. Honor is given. God actually commands us to honor our fathers and our mothers. It is a given from God. Now, the truth is... Uh, no one on planet earth has probably earned honor more than our mothers. Amen? Think about the fact that our moms literally carried us for nine months in the womb. They loved us. They nurtured us. They sustained us. They gave us life before they ever held our hand, before they ever looked in our face, before they ever held us in their arms. They loved us before they even, quote, knew us and then when you begin to think about all that our mothers have done for us right our mothers not only carried us they birthed us and it began with this amazing thing called labor right ladies <laughs> that ought to have been a clue of what was to come right if it starts with labor that ought to be a clue and how many of you know moms how many know that not only did you labor to give birth to your child but you continue to labor for your children no matter how old they are. And when you think about our mothers, I thought about, you know, just how that they have done so much for us, caring for us, feeding us, changing us when we were little babies, teaching us all the things that we had to learn. Just to be honest with you, our youngest child, Levi, he's 21 years old. It's been a long time since we've had a baby in the house. And you guys know about 10 months ago, we became grandparents, Papa and Grandma. And uh, we're really loving it. Samantha and John Wesley, I mean, we're not even a month away from grandbaby number two. Baby B is what we're calling this little one because uh, we don't know what it's going to be yet. So it's going to be a great surprise. But as, as we've had Xander back in our house, we've kind of been up close and personal with a baby again. Just to be honest with you, I forgot how much babies don't know. <laughs> the truth is they don't know anything. 
They have to learn everything. They have to learn how to eat. They have to learn how to feed themselves. They have to learn how to crawl. They have to learn how to walk. They have to learn how to take something and not poke it in their own eye. I mean, they have to learn all these amazing things. And guess who the person that is educating that child is? It is typically mom. It's mama in the house. It's mama up at night. It's mama early in the morning. It's mama that's doing the labor. It's mama that's there in the trenches educating their children. And the truth is, before your child ever walks into a school system, mom has already trained them and given them the basic necessities for their life. And it really is amazing. And so there is no doubt that our moms have earned our honor. But the realization is God says whether they earn it or not, they are commanded to be honored. God values the mom. God recognizes that motherhood is a crowning jewel of creation. When you think about Genesis and, and the creation of mankind, think about this. All In the very beginning, the first woman came from a man, right? God took Adam's rib and formed Eve. And ever since then... Every human being has come from a woman. The first woman came from a man, but since the beginning of creation, since Eve, every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, all of humankind has now come through the wound of a woman because God honors and God values mothers. Amen. I believe the most underappreciated group of people on the planet are our moms. Amen. They literally help us, equip us, teach us, train us, and give us the things that we need to grow up into maturity. And if you're like me and if you're like Kelly, we had some awesome moms. We had moms that loved us and moms that cared about us and moms that did all of those things. And if you had a mama like that, how many know you're blessed today? Amen. You are blessed because unfortunately, let me just talk about the flip side of the coin because unfortunately, not everybody has an honorable mom. As a matter of fact, sometimes we grow up in families where we have a dishonorable mother, a woman who allows the choices and decisions that she makes to undermine the health and the well-being of the children. And I heard a gentleman make this statement just this week, and it really resonated in my soul. He works, he and his wife, in the foster care system, and the, they deal with children all the time. They deal with children who have been taken away from their parents. They deal with children whose moms have been, uh, have been bound by addiction and are making choices and decisions that are unhealthy for the well-being of their child. And he shared with me how that he was ministering, he and his wife, to a young girl who was really struggling with just a root of abandonment and rejection because her mom was not in her life. And he said he realized something. He realized something as he was ministering there. He said the Holy Spirit showed him something. He said the Holy Spirit showed him, and he said literally it was like I went back in my mind and I began to think of all the moms that I dealt with who had battled with addiction, who had made poor life choices, who had lost the opportunity to mother their children and he said, the one thing I recognize as I was looking back in my mind on all of those women, he said, is that, is that they genuinely really love their kids. They loved them. 
And it wasn't that they didn't love their children. And this is what the Holy Spirit showed him. And this is what he shared with that young girl, he and his wife. He said the Lord showed him that what happens many times, unfortunately, because we live in a world where, how many know we all still have this thing called a sin nature? He said the Lord phrased it like this. He said, unfortunately, many women allow the weakness of their flesh to override the love that's in their heart. And they end up making choices and decisions that instead of building the family, divide it. And he said, I was able to look at that young girl and I was able to tell her, your mom loves you. And her choices and her decisions don't look like love. But I want you to understand that in the heart of her hearts, in the core of her being, probably the one thing that's pulling her out of addiction is her love for her kids. And you know what? Maybe you didn't grow up with a drug addict mama. Maybe you didn't grow up with that kind of mama. But maybe you grew up in a home where there wasn't a lot of honorable choices and decisions by your mom. And maybe mom didn't support the family. Maybe she divided the family. And that's a tough, I'm just telling you, that's a tough pill to swallow, especially on days like today. But I was reminded of something. I, I was reminded of a story that I heard from a gentleman by the name of Jeremiah Castile. You may or may not know who he is. Jeremiah Castile played football at Alabama. He played under Bear Bryant. And Jeremiah Castile came to our church many years ago and spoke at a youth conference. And he stood not on this stage, but on a stage in this building. And he spoke to a room full of young people. And his text for his message that night was Ephesians chapter 6, 1 through 3. And Jeremiah Castile, by all of our standards, spiritual and worldly standards, he lived a very successful life. He had been married to his wife for many years. They had raised their children into adulthood. Their grown children ended up, his two sons played football for Alabama, went on and played professional football. And they had a healthy, godly, happy home. Physically, financially, spiritually, they had obtained what we call success. And, and Jeremiah Castile stood on that stage in this building, and he looked at those young people, all teenagers, and he said, I want you to understand, I can trace all of my success in life to these verses that we just read. Honor thy father and thy mother, that it may be well with you, and that you may live long on the earth and he said now before you get the wrong idea of the kind of family I grew up in he said I had a godly mom he said but I had a dishonorable dad who was an alcoholic and a drunk and he said I remember playing football and being embarrassed when my dad showed up on the sidelines because he was usually intoxicated and the choices and, he, and decisions that he made embarrassed me as a son he said, but I'm so thankful I had a godly mom. He said, because my godly mom taught me something. She taught me the word of God. And God commands honor. Honor your father and your mother that it may be well with you. And I recognize something, he said. I recognize that I could honor a dishonorable man. I could distinguish between the man who was my father and the choices and the decisions that he was making that was destroying our family. And I learned at a young age how to honor a dishonorable person. And he said, and I can trace all my success to this one verse. Honor your father and your mother that it may 
be well with you. I want to just encourage you in something today. Whether you had an amazing mom or a not-so-great mom, or maybe you didn't even get a chance to really know your mom, honor has a reward. And honor in the family is not earned. Honor in the family is commanded by God. And it's the first commandment, the Bible says, that brings a promise that it will be well with you. And you will live long in the earth. Amen? So let's talk about a couple things here today. I really felt like what the Lord is going to say today and what He really gave me to share this morning I really felt like the Lord said, Keith, this is not just a Mother's Day message about honor. But I really felt like he said, if we'll grab hold of the truths of honor today, that this one message can create a culture of honor in our lives that will produce the purpose of God, the favor of God, the blessing of God, the success of the Lord over our lives. That we can create a culture of honor 365 days a year. That if we will embrace honor, honoring our mothers, honoring our fathers, honoring the people that are in our lives, there is a reward that comes from it that will not only change the trajectory of our life, but it will empower our lives to walk in the purpose and the plan of God. Amen? So today I want to do something really simple. I want to share with you seven ways that we can honor our mothers. Look with me in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18 says this. It says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Look at that first point. Number one, how do we honor our mothers? We honor our mothers by saying thank you. We honor our mothers by saying thank you. If you're sitting next to your wife or your mother, why don't you go ahead and look at her and say thank you. That was kind of weak. One more time. Come on, everybody. Thank you. Y'all sounded good out there. Right? We honor our mothers when we say thank you. Listen to this. Gratitude expresses honor. Your thank you validates her sacrifice. Let me tell you what I know about most moms. Most moms don't do the things they do for recognition, and they don't do the things they do for reward. Most moms do what they do because they love you. Right? They love their family. They love their husbands. They love their children. They love their grandchildren. They love their families. And because they love their families, they make sacrifices. They get up early. They stay up late. They take, they take the desires of their heart and put them on the back burner so that the desires of the hearts of their children can be fueled and fanned into a flame so they can become who God has called them to be. And most moms are not doing what they're doing to be recognized or rewarded. They're just doing it because they love you. But I want you to hear something. When you say thank you, thank you, mom, for that wonderful meal tonight. Thank you for keeping the house clean. Thank you that I have a safe place to come home to. Thank you for doing the dishes. Thank you that I've got clean clothes in the closet. Thank you for clean underwear and socks. Come on, somebody. Thank you. Thank you for coming to get me in the middle of the night when I made a really stupid decision. 
Thank you for loving me when everybody else didn't love me. Thank you for standing with me when nobody else stood with me. Thank you for being a shoulder for me to cry on. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. When you say thank you, let me hear, let me, let me, I want you to hear what happens. When you say thank you, your thank you validates her heart. And all of a sudden, every time you say thank you, this is what you're saying. You're saying, I see your sacrifice. I see your sacrifice. When you say thank you, you're saying, Mom, I see the effort you're making. I see the price you're paying. I see the sacrifices that you're making for me and for our family. And I just want to say thank you. I'm just going to tell you something. Thank you never grows old. <laughs> and it never wears out. And it never runs dry. Your mom, your wife will never grow tired of hearing you say thank you. And we honor her when we thank her for the things that she does because she loves us. Look at John 15 verse 12. Jesus says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Number two, look at this. We honor our mothers by saying, I love you, right? Y'all got the cue now. If you got your mom or your wife here, go ahead and look at her. Tell her, I love you. That was weak. One more time. Come on, guys. I love you. Verbal expressions, right? Verbal expressions of love. Listen to this. Silence the voice of the enemy and affirm her heart. Let me tell you what I know to be true. Satan attacks the heart of every mother. Satan attacks the heart of every mother. And Satan tries to dishonor and devalue the heart of every mom. He tries to tell moms that their life doesn't matter, that your prayers don't prevail, that your sacrifices don't count. It, nobody cares, nobody appreciates it, nobody looks at it, nobody even recognizes it, and you are a nobody. You're wasting your time, you're wasting your energy, you're wasting your life. Nobody even cares about you. Those are the lies that the enemy bombards the hearts of mothers with on a daily basis. And your verbal expression, I love you. All of a sudden, that those three little words, I love you, silences, squishes, crushes, abolishes, that voice of condemnation and that voice of accusation that Satan is continually whispering into the ear of every mom on the planet. Your I love you has power to silence accusation and condemnation. And it affirms the heart of mom. And like thank you, I love you never grows old, never wears out, and should never run dry in our families. Amen. I love you has power. It honors your mother. Don't, don't be like the guy that married his wife and told her he loved her on the wedding day and he said, if I ever change my mind, I'll tell you different. Don't be like that guy. Don't be the person that says, think about this, don't be the person that says, well, my mother knows I love her. No, she doesn't. 
Because the devil tells her every day, it's been three months since you've uttered those words, and for the last three months, the devil has whispered in her ear, your kids don't love you. Your kids don't appreciate you. Nobody recognizes what you're doing. Nobody sees the sacrifices you're making. All those years, they're just wasted and gone. They've done moved on without you. She doesn't know you love her unless you tell her. You got to open your mouth and say, Mom, I love you. And by the way, thank you. <laughs> That's a great combination. I love you and thank you for who you are and all you do for our family. Look at 1 Peter chapter 5. Verse 14, the Bible says this, Greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace be to you, all who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Let me just be honest with you. This verse no longer works in our culture. If you kiss me, I'm going to punch you. It no longer works in our culture. It worked in a biblical culture. That verse no longer works in our culture. But let me tell you where it does work. It works on your mom. Look at that third point. How do we honor our mothers? We honor our mothers by hugs and kisses, by hugging and kissing them. I want you to hear me today. Hugs and kisses, physical expressions of love, create tangible moments that melt her heart. When you hug your mom, when you kiss her on the cheek, and you say, I love you, I'm just going to tell you right now, that creates a moment. A moment in your mom's life that begins to melt her heart. And why is that important? Let me tell you why it's important. How many of you could agree with me today that life's hard? And if you're a mother, life is extra hard. Because moms don't just care for themselves. They care for everybody in the family. And everything that happens to everybody in the family breaks their heart. When their kids suffer, they suffer. When their spouse suffers, they suffer. When their grandkids suffer, they suffer. Mama feels the pain of every hardship that every member of her family walks through. She feels it deeply. And so life is not just hard. If you're a mom, life is harder. And why is it important that we give our moms hugs and kisses? Because hugs and kisses create a tangible moment that melts their heart. See, the natural tendency is when you get hurt, and when you're disappointed, and when you're discouraged, and then you suffer pain, and then you get hurt, and then you're disappointed, and then you're discouraged. The natural tendency in our flesh is that we begin to harden our hearts. Because if I don't care, it won't hurt. But how many of you recognize that is a scheme from the enemy? Because not only if I don't care, it won't hurt, but if I don't care, I can't receive love, and I can't give the kind of love that my family needs or that God has called me to. So our moms need somebody in their lives to hug and kiss them so that their hearts can be melted because every time you hug them and kiss them that little hardness on their heart begins to melt away I saw it just a couple weeks ago with Kelly uh, 
Xander, you guys know we, we got Xander coming. I mean, Xander's 10 months old. We got another one coming, Baby B, and we're really excited about that. A couple months ago, Xander kind of got to the point where when you pulled him in close, he'd kind of he'd snuggle in with you, you know, <laughs> kind of hug you back. Just two weeks ago, we were, we were watching Xander, and uh, Kelly pulled him up close, and he just nestled in to her. And I literally was standing across the room, and I saw her melt. She just melted into that little baby's hug. Whatever might have been wrong was no longer wrong. Because there's something powerful about the hugs and kisses of your children, your grandchildren, even your spouse that says, I love you and I want to thank you for being in my life. Amen. Look at that next scripture. Proverbs 7, 24 says this. It says, Now, therefore, listen to me, my children, and pay attention to the words of my mouth. Number four, the fourth way we honor our mothers is by listening to their instructions. Listening, processing, and applying her words honors her wisdom, honors her experience, and honors her desire to protect us. My child, listen to my words, the scripture says. We honor our mothers by listening. Let me tell you what I know about most moms. Most moms are not trying to control us. Sometimes maybe, but most of the time not always. <laughs> our moms are not trying to control us. You know what they are trying to do all the time? Our moms are always trying to protect us. They're trying to protect us. And when you listen to your mother, how many know moms have lots of instructions? <laughs> have y'all realized that? Moms have lots of instructions. Moms have a lot of those don't, right? Don't do that. Don't say that. Don't go there. Don't talk that way. Don't wear that. Don't brush your hair that way. Don't walk out of the house wearing those clothes. Don't, don't, don't. Don't, 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 don't do that. Mom have lots of instructions guess what they have lots of instructions not because they're trying to control you but they're trying to protect you and the Holy Spirit quickened. he said Keith there's three specific areas a mom's instructions is trying to protect you from number one she's trying to protect you from the corruption in the world I mean know oh, this world will corrupt your heart she's trying to protect you of the destruction of the devil the devil wants to steal kill and destroy your life and then she's trying to protect you from immature decisions that have the ability to change the trajectory of your life and cause you to miss the purpose of God. So when we listen, we honor them. We honor the fact that mom wants to protect us, that mom wants to share her wisdom and her experience with us because she's been there, done that, had the baby, and got the birth, the stretch marks to prove it. Come on, somebody. She knows some things you don't know. And listening, processing, and applying. Now, let me just tell you something. If you live at home with your mama, obey her. Listen to her and obey her. But guess what? When you move out from mama's house and you become an adult, isn't that a beautiful thing? 
You don't necessarily have to obey your mama, but you are a wise son or daughter that listens to your mother. Because let me tell you something, she never stops caring, she never stops sharing, and she never stops trying to protect you. Whether you're one year old or a hundred years old, it doesn't matter to mama. She wants to protect you. So listen. Listen. It honors her when you hear her voice. It honors her when you process what she is saying. And mamas, when your children move out, let me just encourage you in this. We understand there are new boundaries that happen. The Bible says a man must leave his father and mother, and he has to cleave to his wife. So there is a transition of relationship that happens there. But that doesn't mean adult children that we still can't listen, even though we don't have to obey our parents anymore. If you live at home, obedience is not optional. Come on, somebody. But once you move out, there are some liberties and freedoms that come. But we honor our mothers when we listen because they're trying to protect us. Look at Revelations chapter 3 verse 20. Jesus is speaking here in Revelation 3. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. Number five, we honor our mothers by inviting them into our lives. Invitations are declarations of honor and worth. Think about this. Like Jesus, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Like Jesus, our mothers are waiting for somebody to open the door and just let them in. They're waiting on that invitation. The Holy Spirit said this to me. He said, Keith, mothers should never feel like intruders in their own house and with their own family. Now again, we understand when you have adult children, there are boundaries. But a mother needs an open door policy that says, Mom, I want to invite you in. And let me tell you what happens when you invite Mom in. When you invite Mom into your problems and into your pain, she prays for you. She wants to help you. She probably wants to rescue you. She wants to do anything she can to come alongside you. But mom is waiting on an invitation. She don't want to feel like she has to bust her way through the door of your life just to be able to help you and come beside you and encourage you in your life. So when we invite them in, we honor our moms by invitation, by inviting them in. We give them this invitation that declares, I value you, I honor you, and I believe you have worth in my life and I want you to be a part of my life. I saw a great example of this just this past week. Kelly and I were home one evening, it was around six o'clock or so, and we got a text message from Jessica. And Jessica said, Hey, me and Ian and Xander are going to the park to walk. Do you want to come and go with us? I text back, No, we can't come. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Kelly texts, Thank you for the invitation. Please ask us again so we can say yes.
Because mama feels honored when she's invited. You belong here, mom. You're wanted in my life. That's powerful, guys. Invitations create honor in the heart of your mom. Look at that next scripture. Matthew 23, verse 37 says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Jesus again is speaking. The one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wing. But you were not willing. Look at verse or number 6. We honor our mothers by gathering around her. Family gatherings are music to her soul. Think about that. What does mama want for Christmas? She wants everybody to come over. What does mama want for Easter? She wants everybody to come over. What does mama want for Thanksgiving? She wants everybody to come over. What does mama want for Mother's Day? She wants everybody to come over. Why? Because mothers are gatherers. As a mother hen, Jesus says, gathers her chicks. That's how mothers do their gathers. 19 years ago, my mom passed away. She went home to be with Jesus. And me and my sister and her family, we have an amazing relationship. Papa Larry, that's what we call him now. He moved from daddy up to Papa. Papa Larry, we love Papa Larry. My sister and their family loves Papa Larry. But I recognized something almost immediately after my mother's death. The gatherings became harder and less and less and less. And it's not that we don't love each other. We really do love each other. And we enjoy being together as a family. But there's something about mama that gathers everybody together. Mamas are gatherers. So if you want to honor mom, gather. Nothing puts a smile on mama's face like a family dinner. Nothing puts a smile on mama's face like holidays where everybody gets together. Nothing puts a smile on mama's face like the kids just stopping by to hang out. Because mamas are gatherers. And we honor our mothers when we gather together around them. Amen? They feel the honor of the Lord. Look at our last scripture together today. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Paul says this, speaking to young Timothy. He says, I remember your genuine faith. For you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that, I know that same faith continues strong in you. And this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift that God gave you when I laid my hands on you. Look at number seven. We honor our mothers by honoring God. We honor our mothers by honoring God. Faith and family are the greatest desires of her heart. You know what I know about every Christian mom? Every Christian mom wants two things for her children. She wants them to be saved and she wants them to serve God. Every Christian mama on the planet wants her kids to be saved and she wants her kids to serve God. She wants them to be saved because she wants to know that she's going to spend eternity with them in heaven. She wants them to serve God because she knows that the greatest purposes in life can only be found when you live for Jesus Christ. And I can tell you hands down for, for, for Kelly, her greatest heart's desire is that our children serve God. That they be saved and that they serve 
the Lord. As a matter of fact, she said it to me just a couple weeks ago. She actually recognizes that her success as a mother, she said, will be determined by whether her children serve the Lord. Now, I can't agree with that 100% because our kids are awesome, but they all have to make their own choices. But that statement from her heart clarifies something. It clarifies how important her faith in the hearts of our kids really matters to her. And you can't honor your mom and not honor God and honor the faith that she has tried to pass on to you. I want you to do something. We're going to close in just a minute with a video. But before we do that, I want everybody just to bow their heads and close their eyes. If you're watching online, I'd love for you to join us. I'd love for you just to close your eyes and bow your heads for just a moment. Because I want to challenge you with something today. If you're here this morning or you're watching online and you realize, you know what, Pastor Keith? Maybe you had a godly mom. Maybe you had a godly grandmother. And you realize that you have not embraced the faith of your mother. You've not embraced the faith that she tried and prayed to pass on to you. But today is the day. Right now, in your heart of hearts, your greatest desire more than anything is to honor God by accepting Jesus.